furniture, appliances, mattress, fam.news. And the idea of sleep experts, are we truly in a position as an industry to own the idea of helping people get better sleep? The Dos Marcos Show begins right now. Listen to this information we got from Genesis Credit. According to Experian, 40% of Americans have a FICO score below 700. That means four of every 10 sales are potentially lost because a customer won't qualify for enough credit or at all through traditional financing. Fact is, customers deserve a second chance at affordable financing and no one believes that more than Genesis Credit. As the industry's premier second look financing solution for over 20 years, Genesis provides high revolving credit lines for customers with FICO credit scores above 550. And Genesis wants retailers to know that, hey, if you're seeing lower credit lines and fewer credit approvals from your first finance option, let Genesis Credit take a second look. Find the right fit for your customers' financial needs at genesis-fs.com forward slash the fam. Be honest, how much do you spend each year on product photography? Aperture's the answer, Kinsley. Products and more products and vignettes and tens of thousands of dollars and reshoots. I mean, <laughs> the reshoots. And then it doesn't look consistent. Aperture is the answer. Look, the world's changed a lot. And one of the good changes is the tech driving Aperture. Aperture is the answer. All right, Quinn, you don't have to say Aperture is the answer anymore. So why don't you go and tell them why? Because it's the only tech company that William Sonoma ever bought. And for good reason, Kinsley. They had the same problems with product photography, and now they don't. And now you won't. Let's say you need a mattress photo. Boom. Place that beautiful bed inside Aperture's nifty 20 by 20 beauty box. Press a button. And the Aperture machine does all of the rest, all the lighting and cropping and shadows, all of it. And better yet, once you need a different background or different lighting, no reshoots. Your visual factory in a box does all the work. And you know what? You save some money, you save some time, and you create product photography that can move at the speed of your ideas. Start today at OutwardInc.com and tell them those Marcos sent you. Because why? Aperture's, Aperture's the, answer. the answer. Welcome to the Dos Marcos Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and... Take tequila shots. Uno, dos, tequila! Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. Quinn, as soon as I did that tease, I could see your eyebrows start to raise because we've talked a lot about health and wellness in the mattress industry about making the mattress tied to the purpose, which is better sleep. But I had an epiphany at dream camp and it's crazy because it's based on a piece of data that we've had for about two years. So we have a big research department at the fam and we do research projects for ourselves, for clients. And then we distribute that all over the place and we have a whole playbook around that. So it's really fun to get my hands on data. And one of the pieces of data, you might remember from a project we did about two years ago was tied to this idea of what most contributes to you, the consumer, getting a good night's sleep. And we had eight different options, everything from stress management to nutrition and fitness, sleep aids. And so the number one 
item that most contributed to people getting a good night's sleep that they said personally helped them sleep aids. The last item on the list was what? Mattresses. It was the mattress. Horrible. Horrible. And so during dream camp, we started talking about the idea of broadening the conversation, not just making it the mattress industry, but having the mattress industry be part of a bigger conversation around the sleep economy, whether that's fitness people and nutrition people and biohackers and quantified self or medical device people or researchers or people in the academic community being a part of this framework, this lattice work that gets people along these different pathways toward better sleep. And I started thinking about something. I'm like, our data tells us that people don't believe the mattress most contributes to their good night of sleep. So why would they trust the mattress industry to help them get better sleep? And I heard Mike Magnuson say something that kind of put it in a good perspective from an an analogy standpoint. He said, if I go to Dick's Sporting Goods to get a set of dumbbells or even a big set of weight equipment, do I trust the sales associate at Dick's Sporting Goods to outline my fitness plan for the next year? Do I trust that person with my fitness holistically? And I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, we got to be realistic with where we fall within the consumer conversation. And right now, according to the data, they don't trust us for this. So what can we do? You got to react to that first and we'll keep going. Mm. Takes a drink. Well, let me wind myself up. Um, what, what you <laughs> Here we go. Uh, what you said made me think of this. So if you are a fitness facility, right? So you owned a gym where people should go and use the equipment in your gym to get to a result, right? Would it make sense for you as the gym to go on radio commercials, television commercials, email marketing campaigns, and talk about how great your treadmills are? Would that make sense to you? Wait, if I'm the gym talking about how great my treadmills are? If I'm the gym and I'm advertising to you and my marketing message is, hey, come on down to Quinn's gym and you are not going to believe the treadmills we have. They're beautiful. They're awesome. They're better than other people's treadmills. They have this feature that makes you feel like you're going up a mountain and you can watch people and like take hikes and there's a video monitor. Our treadmills are the best. Is that the best way to connect with your audience and build value in what you offer as a gym? I would say no. So personally, I would say the better approach would be helping people understand how this helps them achieve their dream. Maybe that dream is their future self, the better looking, the more in shape, the more healthy, the more active, the better parent. Um, I would say that, you know, helping people say, yeah, these are all tools you can use to get to this better you that you want to be. Right. But the point is um, that you don't like, is, is a cool treadmill relevant? Sure. Like I like to go places that have cool equipment, right? I like to work out at a gym. Mostly if you have technology that keeps me engaged, kind of like, you know, the whole thing with uh, the Peloton bike. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, it's not why I'm coming. I'm not getting in my car, dragging my ass to a gym every day. um, And, and I'm excited because I'm going because what I want to do at your gym 
is to work my body and be disciplined in my approach to live a better quality of life through fitness, right? And I know this because a lot of advertising in that category focuses on those things. Like there's so much more money spent on helping people understand the exercise is critical, critical, critical to equality of life and living better, right? Think about all the money that has been spent saying that versus the money that we're spending saying mattresses, pillows, sheets, temperature regulation is critical, critical, critical to sleeping better. We are not spending around that message. Does that make sense? That analogy, does that work? I'm trying to connect it. So okay. my, my immediate thought was, how are we going to position ourselves in the sleep conversation as a trusted resource when people don't trust the mattress to be a significant part of what most delivers quality rest for them? And I think I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the unconscious incompetent that's trying to shoehorn something into a space that the consumer doesn't trust us for. Now, can we be mattress fitting experts? Can we be people that connect the mattress to the sleep conversation? I think so. I think that's a reasonable connection that we can make. But right now, I think we've had this big push in the industry to educate ourselves on sleep, to have RSAs you know, position themselves as a consultant whenever it comes to getting a good night's sleep. I think that it, I don't think it passes the sniff test for the consumer based on the data that we see, because, you know, in many cases, the RSA is seen as less trustworthy in many cases than a used car sales person in the mattress industry. I think we're getting better. I think that I think that information based on additional research insights I've seen would not be the case as it was in the past. But but, but I'm just saying, like, if, if I get realistic about this and I have to, like, take a hard look in the mirror and say to myself, where do we fit in the sleep conversation? I don't know that we fit as the sleep expert. I mean, you got jabronis going online, putting up mattress review sites, you know, going through some sort of, you know, wonky, wacky course. And now all of a sudden they're a certified sleep coach and they can recommend the best mattress to you. I don't think that passes the sniff test. So I think when we bring it down to the retail level, it doesn't pass the sniff test either. So I have to ask myself, where are consumers coming into the sleep conversation? Okay, you so know, they're, let's... They're, they're, they're coming in. They're not going to come through this narrow door that is the mattress industry. They're probably going to come at it from other places. So we almost need to provide these pathways to people that do get into the, the sleep conversation. I don't think, I don't think they're going to trust us for that wholly. Maybe they could trust us for how does the mattress that fits your body contribute to better sleep and can we build value in that but building value in this broader idea that we are the coach i don't know that that's the direction we go so let me ask you a question when you go to a gym back to that analogy and you go in and you want to change your life you want to change your lifestyle and you want to start working out and let's say i'm a novice at that and i go in and i don't really know a lot about it right and so when I go in, what am I going to do? I'm going to get paired with what? Uh, somebody Who? that's totally yoked, like a coach? A, a trainer, right? So at the gym, they're going to pair me with the coach. Now, what gives that coach, that trainer, the right to have a conversation with me about my fitness? Typically, that person would have some sort of certification, 
they would look the part like, hey, this person's more fit than I am. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good filter for me. I'm like, the dude's less fit than me. I don't know if I'm going to trust him to help me get to the place I want to go. No, right. So, so, but there's an assumption made that that person standing in front of you has had some education. We don't ask him for his credentials, though. It's not like, hey, show me your certification. Even so, what certification would he get? I don't even know what they would call that. I'm sure there is one, right? But because their company has invested in the message of, come here, we can help you train, we can help you get in shape, we can help you live, right? Now, because of that, that's what they stand for. That's what they represent when you go there and there's a trainer that they pair you with, then some assumptions are made, right? And so I I look at it through this lens. Like if we are retail, say, look at it from the retail perspective, right? So how many hours, Mark, of education do do doctors, MDs of general medicine, or probably many different disciplines of medicine, how many hours of sleep training do they get? Do you know? Two on average. Two. And I've heard four even. So let's go big and say it's two to four. What if you're training your people with almost 200 hours of sleep training? Or let's say it's 100 hours of sleep training. Are they considered in the, the, the grand scheme of things? Consumers, we heard that sleep doctor, right, during Dream Camp tell us that if they were going to grade consumers' knowledge about sleep, what, what grade did he give us? It was like a low C. No, it was an F. He told us that consumers got an F score because they don't know very much at all about their sleep, right? So what is an expert in our field, right? Meanwhile, back at the ranch, do you remember the data that we collected? It also asked consumers to grade themselves on their knowledge of sleep. And 63% of consumers said they were very or extremely knowledgeable about sleep. And then on the very next question, they said the thing that gives them the best sleep, sleep aids. So really, they don't know that much about sleep, or they would realize that sleep aids knock you out, but they keep you out of deep REM rest. So to your point, you have a consumer that is the unconscious incompetent. They have a big blind spot. They think they know a lot about sleep, and they don't. So if the consumer coming into the marketplace thinks they know a lot about sleep, why are they going to trust some salesperson to tell them what they, they, I already know enough about sleep. I don't trust that you're going to give me more information. So how do we overcome that whenever the consumers coming in thinking they know more or as much as they need to know than the person selling them the mattress? The mattress just, at that point becomes like an object to them that they sleep on. I get my sleep right. aids and then I do my stress management, my nutrition. And the, yeah, I could have a mattress because I sleep on it. But I don't think they trust. It's not like a gym environment where you go in and like, okay, this is the place I go to get fit. When they go in to get a mattress, they're not going in thinking, okay, this is the place I go to get sleep. Why? Because we've devalued that message. And but, I mean, but, I mean, has, there, there could be all kinds of reasons why, but I'm, I'm trying to deal with the reality of what is. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, there. but you have to know why in order to get to the reality of not what is, but what could be, Right. And the reason they don't come into a store that sells mattresses thinking that they're going in there to solve a sleep problem is because we don't talk about what we do that way. 
right? What a huge miss. The fitness companies, they talk about that stuff. You know, when I go mountain biking with you, you are an expert on mountain biking to me. If you were to go play pickleball with me, I would become the expert of pickleball to you. Why? Because we don't do those two things, right? You are the expert because you have a lot of time on the trails. I'm an expert because I have a lot of time on the court. Now, would you be considered an expert in the universe of mountain biking or would I be considered an expert in the universe of pickleball? Probably not, right? Because there's a lot of people inside, but that doesn't mean that we couldn't be resident experts or like more knowledgeable and helpful or experts if we've done our time, we've paid the price, we've gone through some education, we have like, you know, earned our way into some of that conversation, but you have to earn your way in. And then on top of that, you also have to message that, right? It's like, hey, look, you can go anywhere to buy a bed, but if you come here, here's what we've done for you. We put our people through training. We understand the dynamics of how substrates and how different comfort layers react with your body. We understand temperature regulation. We understand the entire ecosystem of sleep. If you do that, then all of a sudden you are the expert to that consumer and keep in mind that they're an F on their score. So to us, Mark, and they think they're an A, they think they're an A, but so with not much heavy lifting, if we make an effort to educate our own people in the category, then Holy cow, like how could we serve? Like how much does it take for us to know more than them? And it doesn't take a lot. I think, I think what you just landed on is a very important point. If people are coming into the market to buy a mattress, and they're thinking about a mattress and then all of a sudden the message pops up about sleep. They're going to be like, wait a minute. I like, I know this sounds crazy to mattress people. And I'm, I'm sorry that this sounds crazy, but this is what's happening. I think but it's you crazy. are, but you are crazy. So that's, it's, I am crazy. It's, 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 perf- it's perfect. Hang- exactly. I'm very crazy. <laughs> you are so, crazy. So it's totally on brand. Go right ahead. It's totally on brand. So if people come into the, the market looking for a mattress and then somebody's talking about sleep, um, all of a sudden there, there's a little bit of a paradigm shift. So people are going, wait a minute, I have to think about sleep now and mattress and wait, okay, so this is all connected. So they're, they're having to make the connection while they're in the market for a mattress, which is once every 10 years. And then whenever they start hearing about sleep, now they have to make the jump that, okay, I can trust this person to, to teach me about sleep. Is that what I really want? Do I want to know about sleep? Okay. Yeah. This I, I'm shopping for a mattress. Why not? Okay. So, but what has to happen whenever that consumer is finally paying attention and then they start hearing about sleep and then they accept that sleep can be part of the mattress conversation. What has to happen then is this, what you just described, the RSA, the messaging, the marketing, the retailer, whatever it is, they need to show you and prove to you that they can help you sleep a little bit better. They need to have some of that confidence that you get from from a sense of authority, whether it's credentialing or whether it's um, we invest in people. By the way, here's Jim. Jim, what's your favorite sleep tip? Oh, you know, sleep needs are biological. People don't know that. Some, you know, Einstein famously needed 10 and a half hours sleep. So we want to help people understand that sometimes sleeping longer is a good thing for you. Like whatever it is, like showing people and proving it because otherwise it's just, Oh, we invest in training. We do this. We do that. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares what you do. They care that there's evidence of that consistently at all touch points while they are on the market for this mattress. Then I think you can win them over. And I think, I think being realistic about it too, and just saying, look, 
there are four key things we communicate to everybody when they buy a mattress. Because guess what? If you get this amazing bed home and you still sleep terribly, you're going to blame us. So we're going to help you get better sleep. We are, we are not sleep doctors. We are highly educated on sleep. So just framing it up realistically. Yeah, I'm a salesperson and I'm here to serve you and help you. And then being able to hand them off if somebody has like legitimately bad sleep issues that need medical attention. I just think there's a, an element of reality in all of this that we could present. But like you said, when people are in the market, we've got to be communicating how we can help and connect it to those products. And, and so let's just, because we're, we're, we're dancing around the edge of this, but let's talk about a mattress from directly, right? So one of the reasons I came here is because there is evidence. Right. And so I know during dream camp, there was some conversation around sleep experts. That's what we call our, our retail sales associate. And is that the right thing to do? And you said, is there evidence? Right. And so when I looked at mattress from, I looked at it, I'm like, wait, we train our guys with 200 hours of training. Right. We have sleep.com, which was a investment we've made millions of dollars that does like the primary fo focus of that is to get information and content to consumers to help them understand their sleep better, differently. We've got doctors online. We've got people that have invested time and energy in helping people understand that. Then when you go into our store, there's this whole process of a diagnostic and a whole question line of questioning through our Mattress Matcher program where we drill down on what are your problems and what are the issues. So there's a consultative selling process to that too. Is it perfect? Nope. It's not, and we're evolving all the time. But if there's evidence, and if through Unjunk Your Sleep, the campaign, now all of a sudden you're talking about stuff that isn't pimping product price and promotion all the time, you're literally diving into the issue of, hey, maybe junk sleep is your problem, therefore maybe come in and we can help you figure that out, right? So the evidence, to your point, needs to be there, and can it evolve? You bet your butt it can, but... Like from our perspective, if, so if you want to go, I, I always remember Mark, the, a guy named Tom, oh, God rest his soul. He's passed. I can't think of his last name at the moment, but Fingers Furniture in Houston, Texas, when I was first becoming a rep, I walked in there with him and he was the Sealy rep. And I walked in and he had his own office at Fingers Furniture. I'm like, how did you get your own office at the retailer you're calling on, right? They loved him because he was a consultant to their business, not just on Sealy branded mattresses, but he helped them overall grow the pie of the mattress category. It didn't matter. He would sit down in their merchandising meetings. He was there to serve them with information and help, right? When you become, instead of a transactional business, when you shift into experiential or better yet into transformational, which I could argue is a lot of the good gyms out there then you've reached something unique and different. So now you've earned, you've earned the right with the consumer to have a conversation about what's most important, which is sleep and the relevance and importance to your happiness. And I think that's a key distinction. If you walk into Dick's Sporting Goods and you're there to make a transaction, you're there to get that set of dumbbells and nobody told you ahead of time that they have fitness professionals on staff, Mm -hmm. to help you with a holistic fitness plan to go from, you know, couch to 5k or from, you know, flabby to ripped, then you're not expecting that, nor would you go there for that type of service. However, you have to tell people who you are and you have to live it out. 
And I think that's one of the key points to hone in on. Maybe as an industry, it's going to be a tricky thing to crystallize in, into, into something that we all live by. But as a business, like you described for Mattress Firm, if you're making it a priority and you're communicating it and there's evidence of that, and you're at least letting people know whenever they do come into the shopping phase, this is who we are and what we're going to do. Now you've got a different, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe you're playing a different game than everybody else and you're going to win because you're going to be better at it than them. But I think, you know, ultimately if it's inauthentic, people are going to figure that out. Um, and maybe it isn't something that we can achieve as, as an industry as a whole. Uh, but, but I also think that one of the other points here though, was as an industry, I can't overstate this enough. I think we have to open the aperture on the sleep economy and the sleep conversation. And we need to be making sure and telling people, look, there are pathways within the sleep world, within the sleep ecosystem. And we can, we are connected to those. So we can pass you off to the right people. We are connected to those that can help you on your sleep journey and making it better. Um, I think that's the more, that's the more authentic conversation for me because that's how the consumer comes at it. They come at it thinking like, oh, I've started working out a little bit. And now I realize that my sleep uh, is better because I'm working out. Oh my gosh. Like how much better can I feel if, you know, I'm still having this sleep issue and I got a little bit of pain and like my mattress sucks and I'm like drinking these teas at night now. And then I've got the diffuser and like temperature is a big deal for me. And then, you know, the, it's like this swirling random conversation of things until they get it narrowed down to like the key components that deliver better sleep. So I think providing pathways within the sleep, sleep ecosystem is going to be critical. And I think that's some of the conversation that bubbled up at dream camp. And, and that's like where this is starting to trend. Yeah, no. And I love that we had that conversation and keep in mind, like, I mean, you and I, even on the better sleep council, right. We both served there. And what I can tell you is the industry and, and the problem we had there was we suck as a category in connecting product solutions to the benefit of sleep. That's it. We don't do a great job of it, right? Consumers intuitively understand sleep is a thing that if you do it right, can give you a better quality of life. Like that is not negotiable. Everyone knows it. Why? Because of firsthand experience, right? They know because they've woken up with three hours of sleep because they were hungover and they drank too much booze the night before. We all know what that feels like. Not all of us, but a lot of us do. And, and maybe some more than others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, man? Come on, I wanted you to own that. I'm kidding. Um, and so, you know, and it's, it's funny. I, I just did some research uh, for Englander around boutique hotels. Mm. And it was interesting because why do people go to boutique hotels? The number one reason is they're fun and unique and they're more interesting. So hotels, great. Yeah. No, no surprise there. But once they were on the property, out of 20 different items, what mattered most to them? And we're talking about like everything from like coffee maker and fitness center and all these different options. I'm going to give you the top two things that matter most to people. Number one, one is the, was the one, one, one is the robe. <laughs> is it the robe? We didn't, we didn't give the robe as an option. How do that's that the, That's the number. It's got to be number one. All right. What are the number, number one and two things? Boutique hotels go. So once they're on property, what matters most out of everything? Number mm -hmm. one, quality and comfort of the mattress. Mm -hmm. Number two, getting a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Coffee maker was like number 16. So it's no surprise, like 
people are thinking about their sleep, but how they're thinking about it, how they're coming to the sleep conversation is very different. So I just want us to all stay open to that and stay connected to this broader sleep economy. And I want you to also stay connected to something else, Quinn. I'm going to the Dreams for All Foundation fundraiser in Pinehurst, North Carolina, our boy Keith Moneymaker and the entire team. I've got my give back sweatshirt on now. This is the Dreams for All. Check me. Oh, look at that. And then I got the Dream Team hat because the, the crew from... Sweet Dreams Mattress Sweet and Dreams, Furniture, yeah. just up yep. north. They're going to be there. Matt Man's going to give me a ride from Charlotte. I'm so excited to come support the Dreams for All Foundation. They make sure that people in need aren't sleeping on the floor. Anytime you have a mattress that needs to be taken away that still could be used, they're making sure that they sanitize that to state standards and they get it to somebody who is sleeping on a couch, sleeping on the floor, and doesn't have a mattress at all. Love the work that they're doing. So we're going to go out and support Keith and the entire team, and we couldn't be more grateful. Yep, that's big work. And Keith's got this massive heart for people and serving the people in his town. And Mark, we wrote about it in our book, Come Back to Bed, um, that you know, being in your community and serving them and their interest, and you know, just being part of that, you know, that that fellowship and that you know that that you know, the family that you're essentially in in, in your cities. It's such a big deal. And I love that he does it and he does it incredibly well. And uh, so glad you're going to be able to go and uh, represent uh, the fam. Yep. He's part of the fam. You're part of the fam. We thank you so much for tuning in today on this uh, crisp fall day. At least that's how it is here in Arkansas. I'm not sure about Houston, man. Is it hot still? No, Houston, it's a little warmer. Um, I just want to close with a thought. Like I, I don't like, I think being a sleep expert is aspirational. I think we should aim for it. I think it, the more we can educate ourselves about sleep, uh, light temperature, sleep cycles, food, caffeine, any of that stuff is so big, but you know, kind of to where we got with dream camp, the real thing inside the trade, the category is connecting the products we sell to the outcomes of great sleep. And in, if we just as an industry, Kinsley, got people to understand the importance of sleep, not how to do it, just how important it is to their life. If that's all we do, it is a massive, massive win for the industry. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, I'm hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night yeah. Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen To your mattress yeah. Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid if you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe 
one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got the type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us And you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive and we just killed a song about mattresses.